George Whitfield was born in 1714 in the Bell Inn at Gloucester, a three-story structure with a breadth of some two hundred feet, a busy dining room and tavern. It was the finest hostelry in all that part of England. Its great room was used for entertainments and the staging of plays, and several outstanding people were among its patrons. Under the hand of Thomas Whitfield, George's father, the bell prospered. The poor rate charged against him, an indicator of a man's income, was as high as that of anyone in the parish, and twice as high as most. Thomas and his wife Elizabeth had each been brought up in comfortable circumstances. For some years, Thomas's father had lived retired on a country estate, and there Thomas had spent his boyhood. Elizabeth came from two respectable Bristol families, several of her relatives filling important civic offices, and the wills written by some revealed that they were very well off. The Whitfields saw not only their business prosper, but their family too. There were born to them first five boys, then a girl, and finally the boy they named George. The home was of an upper-middle-class character, and the family was among Gloucester's more prominent citizens. When George was a child of two, however, his father passed away. His mother took over the management of the inn, and the business continued to prosper. The poor rate that she paid remained at its high level. Whitfield's first biographer, Dr. Gillies of Glasgow, says, He was regarded by his mother with a peculiar tenderness and educated with more than ordinary care. After being put to school at an early age, he attended a school known as the College, associated with Gloucester Cathedral. At the age of twelve, he was enrolled at the school attached to the Whitfield's parish church, St. Mary de Crypt. There he first revealed a native eloquence and was chosen to make speeches before the city council when it visited the school. What kind of boy was George Whitfield? We have some knowledge of his boyhood from an account that he wrote later in which he describes his early years. Like John Bunyan and several other outstanding Christians, he undoubtedly exaggerates his tendencies towards evil. Its opening paragraphs read, I can truly say I was brutish from my mother's womb. Lying, filthy talking, and foolish jesting I was much addicted to. Sometimes I used to curse, if not swear. Stealing from my mother I thought no theft at all. Numbers of Sabbaths I have broken, and generally used to behave myself very irreverently in God's sanctuary. Much money have I spent in plays. Cards and reading romances were my heart's delight. Often have I joined with others in playing roguish tricks. Yet although he thus speaks, he also testifies, But such was the free grace of God to me that, though corruption worked so strongly in my soul, yet I can recollect very early movings of the blessed Spirit upon my heart. I had some early convictions of sin, and once, when some persons made it their business to tease me, I immediately retired to my room, and, kneeling down with many tears, prayed. Part of the money I used to steal from my parent I gave to the poor, and some books I privately took from others were books of devotion. As to his actual behavior, one must conclude that Whitfield was no better and no worse than his playmates. He tells us that he used to run into the independent meeting house while the service was in progress and shout, Old Cole, Old Cole, the name of the pastor. But when asked by one of the congregation what business he would undertake, he replied, A minister, but I'll take care not to tell stories in the pulpit like Old Cole. He also says, 
I was always very fond of being a clergyman and used to imitate the minister's reading prayers. Thus the intention to become a minister early played a part in his life. Several of his father's forebears had attended Oxford University and had spent their lives as priests in the Church of England. George's mother evidently had this prospect in mind for him, and he says, My mother was very careful of my education, and always kept me in my tender years from intermeddling in the least with the public business. It is evident that although her other children might assist in the inn, this she considered not good enough for George. He was to attend the university, and it was her hope that he would enter the ministry. But young Whitfield had dreams of a different nature. His schoolmaster frequently wrote plays, and because of George's dramatic tendency, these often gave scope for his special ability. Indeed, George possessed a passion for the activity of the stage, and he says,